Good day, folks. Pastor Jim Thomas from the Village Chapel here in Nashville, Tennessee with your daily devotional. Reaching way back in time to when I was four years old, this book was published. It's called Born After Midnight, and it was written by a guy named A.W. Tozer, no stranger to us here on this Daily Devotions podcast. I read from the writings of A.W. Tozer often. I I think I'm going to read you a little bit of the foreword to this book. Um, These are short excerpts, short writings, and I've got enough time here. He said, let's just give you a little bit of an idea of the heart of this man. Um, uh, Longtime pastor, author of many, many books. Uh, I think he died in 1963, same year as uh, C.S. Lewis and and John Kennedy and Aldous Huxley and a bunch of other people. But um, uh, Tozer was uh, a real humble man and at the same time uh, loved the scriptures, loved God's people. And here's what he says in the foreword to the book, Born After Midnight. To speak of God on behalf of men is probably, or to speak to God on behalf of men is probably the highest service any of us can render. So, you know, him praying for us, right? The next is to speak to men in the name of God. Either is a privilege possible to us only through the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. To sit even for a moment in the chair of the teacher and write that which may affect the life and character of numerous persons is not only a lofty privilege, but a grave responsibility as well. The only qualifications I bring to the writing of these pages are love for the triune Godhead and a sorrowful concern for the spiritual welfare of the church which our Lord purchased with his own blood, if there's anything here good or helpful to the children of God. It must be attributed to the operation of the Holy Spirit who often condescends to work through unworthy instruments. Whatever else may be found here is due to human weakness and is better forgotten. My prayers go with this book and with all who may chance to read it. Signed, A.W. Tozer. July 22, 1959. Wow. So chapter 27 of uh, Born After Midnight reads like this. It's about the importance of the fellowship of the church. And um, man, I, t- I tell you, after the last couple of years, I, could, I, I can't even tell you how important it is to me to be able to gather with believers. And I realize when when we have to, we'll do what we must, whether that's online or whatever it is. But when we get to, when we can, there's nothing uh, like standing in a room full of uh, fellow believers and raising our voices in praise to our God and King. Um, there's nothing like praying together with them. There's nothing like opening the word together. And so he talks here about the importance of the fellowship of the brethren, the fellowship of the church. He says, one thing that instantly strikes the intelligent reader of the New Testament is the communal nature of the Christian faith. The social pronouns, we, they, us, them, are found everywhere. God's ideal is a fellowship of faith, a Christian community. He never intended that salvation should be received and enjoyed by the individual apart from the larger company of believers. It is true that for each one, there must be a personal encounter with God. And often that encounter takes place in the loneliness and silence of retirement. In that sacred moment, there must be only God and the individual soul. 
the mysterious operation of God in regenerating grace and his further work of the Spirit's anointing are transactions so highly personal that no third party can know or understand what is taking place. There are other experiences, deep and wholly inward, that cannot be shared with any other. Jacob at Bethel and Peniel, Moses at the burning bush, Christ in the garden, John in the Isle of Patmos are Bible examples. And Christian biography will reveal many more. A community of believers must be composed of persons who have each one met God in individual experience. No matter how large the family, each child must be born individually. Even twins or triplets are born one at a time. So it is in the local church. Each member must be born of the Spirit individually. It will not escape the discerning reader that while each child is born separate from the rest, it is born into a family. And after that must live in the fellowship of the rest of the household. And the man who comes to Christ in the loneliness of personal repentance and faith is also born into a family. And of course, he's writing in a day and time when man is used in a very generic sense. And so he would uh, easily acknowledge a man or woman that comes to Christ that way. The church is called the household of God. And it is the ideal place to rear young Christians, just as a child will not grow up to be a normal adult if forced to live alone, so the Christian who withdraws from the fellowship of other Christians will suffer great soul injury as a result. Such a one can never hope to develop normally. He'll get too much of himself and not enough of other people, and that is not good. God has so created us that we need each other. We may and should go into our closet and pray to our Heavenly Father in secret, but when the prayer is ended, we should go back to our people. That is where we belong. To live within the religious family does not mean that we must approve everything that is done there. The prophets of Israel were often compelled to rebuke and warn their people, but they never left the bosom of Judaism. Even Christ went each Sabbath day and worshiped with the rest. The reformers and revivalists of post-biblical times invariably lived close to the people. The loneliest and severest of them had their company of like-minded souls in which they found the help and consolation their grieving hearts required. The help and consolation their grieving hearts required. So beautiful. Their example does not have the authority of revealed truth, but it does provide a rule we do well to follow. No one is wise enough to live alone, nor good enough, nor strong enough. I want to say that again. That's important for me to remind myself of. That's important for all of us. No one is wise enough to live alone, nor good enough, nor strong enough. God has made us to a large degree dependent upon each other. From our brethren, we can learn how to do things, and sometimes also we can learn how not to do them. The best of singers must have a coach if he would avoid having his faults become chronic. The preacher who hears only himself preach will soon accept even his worst idiosyncrasies as marks of excellence. 
We need to listen to others that we may learn what to correct in ourselves. And this has been so true for me as a pastor as well. I have to tell you, it's been such a great thrill for me to have others here at the Village Chapel or others that I can listen to online or read online and to hear, to be sort of um, uh, always receiving as well as giving out. It's so important. The preacher who hears only himself preach will soon accept even his worst idiosyncrasies as marks of excellence. We need to listen to others that we may learn what to correct in ourselves. This is true also of things moral and spiritual within the Christian family circle. A weak um, and faulty Christian without his knowing it can turn us from his way of life and every holy and fruitful saint within our circle of fellowship becomes a goad to spur us onward toward a more perfect life. Next to God himself, we need each other most. That's so... He says things so... It's, it's so pithy, so succinct, and so right on, right? Next to God himself, we need each other most. We are his sheep And it is our nature to live with the flock. And two, it might be well to remember that should we for a moment lose sight of the shepherd, we only have to go where his flock is to find him again. Because the shepherd always stays with the flock. Born again, or born after midnight, rather, by A.W. Tozer. That's great. I love, look at that cover. And that, I mean, I don't know if you're watching or just listening, but if you get a chance, uh, if you're just listening, look, go online and see if you can find one of these. Uh, old, this is an older copy. I think this is from 1960 something, this copy I have here. It was given to me by a beautiful brother in the Lord, Louis Huseman, that comes to our church and sits in the second row on the left as I look out. And I love having Louis there, but he, uh, he loaded me up with a bunch of old A.W. Tozer books, and I so appreciate him. He's a good brother. We need each other, don't we? Lord, thank you for today. Thank you for your church. Um, thank you, Lord, that uh, this is a place where we can grow together with others, that your church is a, 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 an opportunity for um, us to receive and to give. Um, and, and that is so important for each and every one of us. Um, uh, while uh, sometimes we, we find ourselves annoyed by this or that little thing about church, uh, that is to be expected because those other people, they're just like us. They're human. And, uh, and Lord, the, the, we recognize the church is populated with people who are being redeemed, Um, So let us come together as your people to join our voice with the choir of the saints and to lift up our voices to you in in praise and worship and confession, uh, supplication, bringing before you our requests and our needs together, encouraging one another uh, in Christ Jesus, in whose name we pray. Amen and amen. Have a great day. Daily Devotions with Pastor Jim Thomas is a resource of the Village Chapel in Nashville, Tennessee. If you find this daily devotional beneficial, leave a review and share it with friends and family. For more resources or to support our ministry, visit our website, thevillagechapel.com.
Artwork for this podcast by Kim Thomas. Music by Phil Kagey. Thank you.